Attention homos and homettes. The train to the Rainbow Rewatch is officially leaving the station. Please keep your hands, feet, flip phones, and webkins inside the vehicle at all times. If you're not gay, now you are. Congratulations. Get ready in five, four, <laughs> Did I scare you? Good. My name is Daniel. And my name is Liliana. And today on the Rainbow Rewatch, we will be re-examining High School Musical and ask the question, was this movie actually any good? It was okay. It is time. It, it's <laughs> Well, what's this movie? What's this called? I've never we, heard of it before. We, I've like, it's kind of underground. It's kind of vintage. It Honestly, it is vintage. It, the, true. The cell phones. The cell phones. <gasps> oh, yeah, the little... Oh, you know what was my favorite? You know what was my favorite? Uh-huh. When they were, t- we were looking something up on the internet, when they were, like, seeing what Gabrielle used to do in school or whatever at her last school, they, there was a button that said, like, it was, like, search the internet. And then it had, like, a little <laughs> space bar. <laughs> okay, that also, sense. that scene in general is so stupid. Why are you going to bully someone because she's smarter than you? Right. I'm they were confused. Like, oh, she's smart. Maybe we'll force her to be in the decathlon team and then she'll never audition. <laughs> yeah, like oh she's smart. Let's let's trick her. We can let's definitely trick her. trick her now. It worked. And you know why it worked? Because Taylor and Chad are the real villains. I'm saying True. it here first. True. They they had the redemption arc, but the way they fully manipulated Troy to say that hateful shit against Gabriella, that's mm-hmm. so manipulative. Yeah. And awful. <laughs> No, they absolutely, if Chad and Taylor weren't in this movie, I feel like it would have been, it would have been fine. I mean, they did help with the distractions at the end and everything, but, like, they were definitely not good friends. I would have loved to just see, like, Troy and Gabriella versus Ryan and Sharpay. Yeah. That would have been the movie I want to see. Um, But this movie is iconic. It has changed the game. It basically reignited the movie musical craze i think this will be a movie that people like say is is an important cultural film like it will be in the library of congress you know they do that mm-hmm. they say like mm-hmm. 30 years after movies release they're like and now this is culture uh-huh. that is gonna be high the hall of fame the hall of fame the decom hall of fame well because before this decoms weren't like popping there was mm-hmm. um i think they said the most popular one before this was cadet kelly with Hillary Oh, Dunn. I love Cadet Kelly. Great we film. should definitely do that at one point. Oh, we will. Um, it is just so quintessential, that era. I know, because it had the girl from Kim Possible, who I don't think Kim Possible was existing yet, so it was even Stevens and Hillary right. Duff. Um, right. Which is great, but but this movie basically, like, made the decom industry. Like, it, it mm-hmm. invented it. Um, yeah. It's so fucking A predecessor. Good. A predecessor. I know every word to every song, except for the one song that Gabriella sings that I don't know the name of. Yeah. Um, Gonna pop, 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 pop to the top. Mucho gusto. Ay, que fabulosa. <laughs> such a weird add-in. Um, do you want to bop, bop, bop to, to the, the synopsis? Synop, 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 synop. Oh, to the synopsis. <laughs> I love that. Here it is. Troy Bolton. Okay, this is the synopsis. If you somehow went 20 years of your life without seeing high school music, <laughs> I guess. Troy Bolton, the star athlete at a small town high school. What do you mean small town? It's Albuquerque. That's yeah, it's also like, like it's a pretty big high school. It's a too. huge school, and it's East High. There's a West High. Like, there's two of them. Yeah. Anyway, 
A star athlete at a small town high school falls for nerdy beauty Gabriela Montez at a holiday karaoke party. When they return to campus, Troy and Gabriela audition for the upcoming school musical. Meanwhile, the jealous Sharpay Evans conspires to squelch their chances. The two must struggle to make it to auditions while also meeting their existing obligations to be the basketball team and their academic decathlon. Wow, the drama. Um, it's funny because when you read the summary of this movie you're like oh like that sounds kind of boring it sounds really but then boring when you actually watch it like the drama it, the it, fashion it's a very visual movie i think and like, it would have been great if they put like euphoria on top of it like the mm, sex and the makeup mm-hmm. and the outfits <laughs> Ooh, they should do that with the high school musical series they should <laughs> i would yeah. watch that um, oh my god so crazy. but the fashion is so iconic um the belts I noticed the belts were huge and were mm-hmm. hanging low. Like, they weren't holding up their pants. Mm-hmm. It was belts for, like, <laughs> totally accessory purposes. It was belt to have a belt. <laughs> it was belt to have a belt. To have something on your waist. And and Gabriella always wore these, like, really low-cut jeans, um, mm-hmm. which is uh, a look, I guess. Um, I guess... It was, although high high jeans are back in now, right? High jeans. Yeah, I love. Jeans. A, I prefer a high waisted pant because, like, I don't know. I feel like a low waisted jean. Like, I, bitch, I don't shave my pubic hair. <laughs> You'd be seeing some curly whirlies. Is all I'm saying. And also, okay, what you do you have a long torso or a short torso? I have a pretty long. I mean, I have a pretty long everything, but I have a pretty long torso. <laughs> I mean, long. when I wear like. When I wear, like, low-waisted jeans, I do feel sexy because, like, I have, like, the hip bones popping. And I sort of have that V. You know what I mean? Oh, I love the V. Like, the V pointing to my V. The V to the V, um, ending in a V. Yeah. Because um, they say, um, so they say if moment. you have a short torso, you should wear low-waisted uh-huh. jeans. And if you have a long torso, mm. you wear high-waisted jeans because it, like, it visually changes. But Gabriella had a really long torso and also wore low-waisted jeans. <laughs> I don't so it just made her torso look even longer. Did, go back and look. It, she looks like her bo- her torso takes up eighty percent of her body, um, and then her and then her legs are just two little toothpicks. Yeah, literally. You know what? Also, I'm remembering now. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that they they basically shamed Gabriella, no Vanessa Hudgens, the real person, um, because of her uh-huh. news leaked like right after. Right. Oh my god. Right. And Disney like forced her to apologize and acknowledge it because they. Basically, what worked about High School Musical is that it was a vehicle for them to, like, create these new, like, pop icons, which it did. Uh-huh. Um, but so Disney wasn't getting rid of her after the first High School Musical. So they, yeah. they kept her on, even though her nudes leaked. But how crazy is that? It was, like, the yeah. scandal. I remember that, actually, because my sister um, got in trouble with, with my mom because her and her friend, like, went to go look them up. Because everyone was talking oh, about come it. On. I know. <laughs> I feel That was, like, the first time that really happened. And then there was that. There was... Boom, boom, boom. Like, all these iCloud leaks. Like, when Jennifer Lawrence, her nudes leaked, and stuff like that. And just, like, wow, you really care so fucking much about women's bodies. When was the Kardashian sex tape? The Kardashian sex tape was... I'm looking that up. I think it was before High School Musical, for sure. It was, like, early 2000s, late 90s-ish. I would guess... I would guess um, 2007. Oh, but that wow. didn't leak so right before. That didn't. Yeah, did she, she just really... posted that. I guess. Um, Which was a very good career choice, obviously. Oh, it invented her. 
Um, yeah. But in that same vein, I guess the 2000s people are obsessed with nudes and people's sex tapes. Um, yeah. Ma'am, do you want to read a fun fact? Fun fact number um, one. I would absolutely love to. Um, this is my favorite brand of fun facts. I love talking about how quickly um, stuff was filmed or how short people had to get ready, stuff like mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. So it took 24 days to film High School Musical, which is, oh my God, so fast, right? That's crazy. I can't, um, I can't even like shower in 24 days. <laughs> so for reference, mo- <laughs> you're funny. <laughs> so for reference, most movies take eight to 12 weeks to shoot. And that does not account for the musical numbers. It's right. so like 24 days. That's boom, 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 boom. Right. You were literally doing that so fast. Especially with like some of these cuts like and the takes and whatever. Like when you're filming a performance like a, like a dance number, if one person messes up, girl, mm-hmm. you got to start over. That's great. Yeah. They must have rehearsed like crazy, honestly, um, mm-hmm. for them to make this possible. Um, it must have been some issue with the school that they filmed at, but 24 days, it's crazy. Um, yeah. They just churn that shit out. Imagine being the one ensemble member who messes up. Yeah, and everyone's like, fucking <laughs> Rebecca. <laughs> 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 fucking Rebecca, we got to start this whole thing over. Um, 24 days is crazy. Um, fun yeah. fact number two. A duet was planned between Miss Darbus and Coach Bolton, but it was eventually scrapped. Aww. I would have loved that. I would have loved to hear it. It would have been the moment. Miss Darbus really isn't in two or three, right? I don't think she oh, is. Oh, well, she's in the beginning when it's like summer, summer, summer. Um, <laughs> sco- what's that song? What time is it? It's summertime. Okay. It's summertime. Um, Anticipation. I wonder if she's in the third movie because the third movie is about putting on another musical. Right. How is iconic. How iconic they did that second movie and they were like, you know what? They're expecting we're going to be back at school. No, it's summer and we're at a country <laughs> it's club. It's summer. <laughs> yeah, no, it was really, I love, I think the second one's my favorite one. It's a paradigm shift. You definitely shift. need to do that one. I am agreeing with you. The second um, one is the Okay, best. so fun fact number three. High School Musical was not supposed to be the title of the movie. It was just put as a placeholder, holder, but in... Post-production, they could not think of a better title, so they went with that. That is the most lazy shit. You're Disney. Like, sure, you're, like, at the time, you weren't, like, the conglomerate you are today, but you you were still Disney. Um, you tell me you couldn't like, have one creative person who couldn't think like, of a better name? I do. I think the name High School Musical is pretty succinct, and I do think, I think it adds to the camp of it all. Because, yeah, I mean, it's a high school it's a high school musical. That's what it is. But it also like when so, you really think about it, it doesn't make sense because it is a musical. It is about high school, but it's not a high school musical, which which is really interesting. I was doing research about this last night. There's a whole theory that all three movies are a um, <laughs> one long musical. <laughs> that's not real. It doesn't exist. And that's why they burst into the spontaneous song. Um, but it, which is really funny. It's funny because it's obviously, uh, they were trying to make that be like, it's real, but obviously Mm. it's one long musical. What do you, it's a, it's a musical. (laughs) It's a movie musical. Like, of course, but it it is, it is a musical. That's what I'm saying. Like, like, (laughs) that's not a conspiracy, but they think that nothing is actually (laughs) happening. It's all for like an audience. But we're the audience so like for watching in, the movie. So, like, behind the camera yes. in the world, there is an audience. They talk about it's, this one 
see the final scene i guess from high school musical three is like the cast like walks out and like takes a bow and we see their uh-huh. backs taking a bow that's their piece of evidence um i love that but it <laughs> they, they point to the title as another piece of like See, it's a musical. Like, yeah, bitch, there's songs. True, actually. True. It's I love a conspiracy theory. Me too. Um, fun fact number four. Um, Naya Rivera, who played Santana in Glee, auditioned for the role of Gabriella, which is so funny. It's so fun. funny. You have to think, what was the casting call? What was the wording of the casting call? That both Vanessa Hudgens and Naya Rivera were like, I should go audition. I think, honestly, it was, like, ethnically ambiguous. Because true. True, um, true. I think Gabriella is supposed to be Latina. I mean, her name is Montez. That's yeah. my guess. Um, Vanessa Hudgens isn't herself. I think she's half Filipino, half mm-hmm. other stuff. Um, so I think probably the, the point of, of uh, the point of the Venn diagram where they align is, like, ethnically ambiguous and singer dancer performer um Mm -hmm. that's probably what they were looking for um which could you imagine if naya rivera was and she was like a disney channel star instead of like angli what i feel like her life would have been so different it would have been so different i love her i'm really sad that she's that she's not no longer with us i can't even and every time i think about her it's just like double-edged sword because I think about like how much joy she brought me and how iconic mm-hmm. Santana is and she was, but how fucking sad. Bless, 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 bless Thank you. you, honey. Um, how fucking sad it is that she died. Yeah. On that note, <laughs> we're gonna take a little break. Um, we have a really, really exciting guest up for you all. Um, it was a really lovely conversation. And we talked so much about this movie and all its little <laughs> queerness because, surprise, surprise, a movie about a musical has a lot of queerness. <laughs> who would have thought? Who Certainly not me. Who would have thought? Yeah, definitely not me. Um, mm-hmm. But we're going to take a little break, goody break, and then we'll be right back, goody back. All righty. So we are here with JJ Neiman. He is a Broadway performer, a content creator on TikTok, on Instagram. You've seen him all over. We are so lucky to have him. Um, So welcome, JJ. Hi, how are you? (laughs) Hi, I'm good. I'm so excited to get into it. I watched this movie last night that we'll be talking about today. I'm very excited. Same. Oh, same. It was a pleasure. Mm -hmm. I was really like honestly not looking forward to it very much because i've seen it a million times but i was like Mm -hmm. it's good (laughs) so like unlocked a lot of memories from this movie like dan and i were talking i did not remember um gabriella was supposed to be like a super genius yeah that went over (laughs) my head (laughs) yes yeah they definitely in the later movies they kind of just i don't know i feel like the the characters in this first one were super like they didn't really try too hard with any of it and then some of the later movies as much as we love them tried a little bit too hard at times but this was like the sweet spot where they didn't know what they were doing yet (laughs) yes it's like camp but also meta and self-aware it was like perfect it kind of blended everything real nice Mm -hmm. um but you are the perfect guest to talk about musicals because you are in my opinion the king the emperor of musical theater tiktok hands down I like the emperor. That's good. That's good. <laughs> um, oh, but you. we are really excited um, to get into it um, because this is definitely a movie that's, I mean, I was looking up last night because obviously I knew that this was important and it 
was groundbreaking in a lot of respects. But like people are really people think that this changed the game, like for real, like it reintroduced mm-hmm. musicals. People um, credit this with like bringing back what turned into like Glee and and, you know, Les Mis and all the, the, the resurgence. Of, was like, this before Glee? Film. Yeah, it was. Yeah, okay. yeah. It was. And one of our uh, fun facts that I found out, Naya Rivera auditioned for Gabriella. Can you believe that? <gasps> oh, she right? would have slayed. She would have slayed. Very different energy. Oh, very different. <laughs> yeah. Very different. Um, mm-hmm. But I would have loved it. Do you have any memories watching this movie back back in the day when it first came out? Ooh, I mean, I'm trying to remember when I watched this one. I specifically remember having a viewing party for the second movie and throwing a whole like summer themed because it came out in the summer and it was all like the pool themed you know and uh-huh. I, I remember my myself and a couple friends of mine we had like a whole premiere party for that but I think High School Musical was like a sleeper hit like it was one of those things that they clearly I mean I don't think they were planning on making a whole series out of it and it really just took off and um I definitely I agree with you like it started this whole resurgence between High School Musical and Glee and you know, other musical movies like Cheetah Girls, like all those played parts in it. Mm-hmm. But really, like, I think revitalized the youth's um, kind of desire for performing arts and theater and made it cool again, I think. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, my my memory of this is only the sing-along version. That's all I remember is <laughs> that version specifically, um, which like allowed us to be, be performers, be mm-hmm. in it. Um, and, you know, Liliana and I both also were in musicals when we were younger and, and performed and mm-hmm. stuff. Um, and it was like everyone, everyone was talking about this movie all the time. I mean, even yeah. past it was, I remember seeing a third one in theaters, but um, it was so, oh, so exciting. And, and so exciting. It put a, put a breath, of, f- breath of fresh air back into Sean. thinking musicals are, are not cool because this movie definitely wasn't cool, but <laughs> as close yeah. to cool as it could be. I agree. I agree. <laughs> I remember Tumblr was obsessed with this movie. Like they took all the ships. They had all the sing-alongs. Uh, and I definitely relate to High School Musical 2 having more of a spot in my memory than High School Musical 1 or 3. Yeah. Because like, I love that summer vibe. Um, there's so many memes out of that movie. Like when Zac Efron is like looking into the lake. So <laughs> you stole the words and bet on it. Yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And then the gotta go my own way recently became a TikTok trend of friends and couples or whatever, like switching parts or like putting hair on each other. Mm-hmm. Oh, and obviously yeah. Sharpay's Fabulous is always like rent free. I love that song so much. The songs, <laughs> so the songs in High School Musical 2 slightly out peak. I, I forgot that song that Gabriella sang <gasps> in this movie that I totally forgot that song existed. I thought that was Go My Own Way. And I was like, of course, that's High School Musical too. But what was that song? I totally forgot it. Yeah, When There Was Me and You. And- That's what it's called? Yep. When There Was Me and You. And she's in the stairwell. Okay, I don't know if y'all will clock this <laughs> because not everyone does. But mm-hmm. obviously we all know, we all know that Zac Efron was not singing in the first movie. And I would love to talk about that because right. I don't understand why, like he was a fine singer. Yeah. He sang in the later movies in Greatest Showman. Maybe he got more lessons, but I was like, they literally fully, full songs, not his voice. Like, And if, and if they were gonna dub scene. him, just dub Vanessa Hudgens too. She's not that much better than him. You know what I mean? Like, so Vanessa Hudgens though. in When There Was Me and You, it's not, I think that's the only song where it's super noticeable for me. But it's so weird in the first verse and chorus, 
And it sticks out to me like a sore thumb because I know her voice so well. I feel like, and we mm-hmm. all do. Someone else is singing. And it's the same thing in Lizzie McGuire, What Dreams Are Made Of. At the end, they switch and put Haley Duff's voice in there for the high notes. The opposite is for When There Was Me And You. For the low notes, I guess maybe um, Vanessa Hudgens couldn't sing some of the lowest. But now I have to pretend. So it goes into her voice, but switches back and forth be- between some other voice. And it's, it, go back and listen in the first verse. I will have year. to. Wow, I'm shut that- up right now. That is <laughs> such a weird little fun fact. I love that. And like, is. why did they do that? Why? Why? I don't yeah. know. Like and- she really couldn't. She really just couldn't do those notes. Hit those notes. <laughs> um, no, and I think you should be the host of this podcast now because you clearly know more about this than <laughs> me. <we>? But <laughs> you know what I noticed when, because Zac Efron obviously didn't sing this movie, but he did sing in, when he was like on her balcony. Um, and he, they really couldn't have chosen a take where he didn't change keys. I don't know if you noticed. He was singing and he like, he went down and back up. And I was like, you could have just helped him out a little bit. Yeah. That was very strange. Yeah. I um, noticed that too. I was like, oh, maybe that's why they had Drew Seeley doing the first movie yeah, and they got exactly. him a few voice lessons after that. <laughs> um, but he stepped it up for for two and three and and hairspray, of course. Um, oh yeah. But but uh, uh so there's a ton of queerness in this movie, just to like ease into that conversation. Um, it's all over. We have to start talking mm-hmm. about Ryan. I feel like that's what everyone's expecting, so we have to get that out of the way. Um, is he gay? Is he not? What are your thoughts? Oh, I mean, if this was made, okay. The, you know, when you look at High School Musical, the musical, the series, which we can also kind of segue into at some point, but they now in, you know, 2020, 2021, they are using gay storylines. And like, Mm. that is normal. Like everyone in theater, there are so many gay people in theater. So let's not ignore that. But at the time, what was this, 2008 when it came out? 2006, I believe. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. So I was I 11 know. years old. Yeah. Wow. wow. Um, so I definitely think Ryan is gay. And I don't want to, like, <laughs> stereotype someone just based on how they, you know, dress or talk because sexuality is so much more of a spectrum than that. But um, he's gay, mama. Mama, he's yeah. gay. And they're trying to play it off like Kelsey is his girlfriend, like, I think in the, like, third movie, they do that, or the second, and I'm like, no! Kelsey, They're each other's beards. Let her be a lesbian, like, <laughs> Their what? beards, exactly. Yeah, it's so obvious, and and I I, I found out that Lucas Grable, Grabeel, I don't know, yeah. he confirmed <laughs> that him and Kenny Ortega did talk about it, and they wanted him to be gay, but Disney couldn't, so um, Lucas whatever his name is, tried to play him like he's figuring out his sexuality. Like, do you remember that moment at the end where like he takes the cookie from Zeke or whatever? And I think that's mm-hmm. them being like, he doesn't know. Mm-hmm. He's, he's... Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but he, but he is just fashionable. I mean, and he's fashionable in a way that is very mid 2000s. Like mm-hmm. the one outfit that sticks out in my mind, he's wearing like a sparkly sequined shirt that's silver, uh, like a mint green sparkly hat. And then like, moss green khakis which was a, a, choice. Um, a choice and he i think he thought he was doing it but maybe that's what was fashion in 2006 i don't remember i was i mean it really reminds me of like when you think about quintessential theater gay throw in the word nerd whatever but hmm. theater gay in high school like that's what i think of is ryan <laughs> like he is the blueprint for that and mm-hmm. 
I'm not going to lie. The hats, his outfits were fire. It's the hats for me. And I might just be prejudiced against hats, but I do not like them. And I was like, mama, no, this is garbage. Like this isn't fashion. (laughs) Mama, this is garbage. He's just dressed like every other gay character from that era to the point where like, it can't, it can't have been on accident. Like there was definitely like the palsy, like inside of the, of the, uh, button-up shirts and everything oh, yeah, the pattern. too mm-hmm. much he really was doing the most um and obviously you know Sharpay is another character that I think is she's obviously not queer she could be anyone could be um but she is she is the blueprint um for what it means to be gay I think specifically for gay men i feel like she's the aspiration she's the goal um and in musical theater i know about a thousand sharpays mm-hmm. all over all um, over i mean sharpay is and and like they eventually figured out oh people love this character so they gave her her own movie where she got to live out her broadway dreams i mean it was a straight to dvd <laughs> Sharpay's fabulous adventure still is iconic. I probably I have only actually seen it once or twice, but um, but I also she remembered did. her and Ryan being in way more of the first movie, and they actually aren't in very much of the movie at all. They're in like three, three or four scenes. Yeah, but like um, but the looks were fire. Sharpay's looks were amazing. Heard the way she even like decorated her locker. I wanted so bad. Mm-hmm. Um, as a little gay boy and mm-hmm. um, also something I, I didn't realize until watching this back for a musical movie there's actually not that much music in it there's very few yeah. songs compared mm-hmm. to I would say almost half of what you would think in a, a musical today would be kind of like Descendants though they do that with the Disney Channel movies they don't make yeah. it super musically yeah they take uh, a little bit out of it I am the number one Descendants stan <laughs> in really? this entire world I Damn, you don't even. I could go on for hours it's to good. the point where I'm scared to even talk more about it right now. <laughs> like, no, also as, Cameron Boyce, yes. my king. Oh. R.I.P. Oh, yeah, amazing, legend. amazing. That is sad. Um, but yeah, there is not that much music, but I think I agree that Sharpay and Ryan were really not in that much, but I think why we remember them is because they had the best songs. I mean, Bop to the Top mm-hmm. is my favorite song. That, yes. Yeah, and what I've been looking for. Been oh, I love so uh, much. Beat version. version. Climbing mm-hmm. the corporate ladder. Yeah, Bop to the Top. <laughs> why, 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 why did they put in that bit about in Spanish? Like, what was the, what was the inspiration? <laughs> was that part of the musical? Was it like, what, why? I don't... Also, what is the musical that they're writing? Because as of now, I don't see any sense of direction, <laughs> but it's no. a student written show. Exactly. So like, you know. Right. And it's obviously the music was written by Kelsey, which sure, that definitely <laughs> happens in high school. Um, <laughs> right. It's called, because uh-huh. I was, I, I wanted us to ponder what this, what this musical could possibly be. It's called Twinkle Town. The main characters' names are Arnold and Minnie. And the two other characters' names that we know are the incredible Mr. Shane and Johnny Omni. And like, how how, how does that come together into a musical? <laughs> it also sounds like it mm-hmm. would be a old timey, based on the names Arnold and Minnie, sounds very of an era like 20s or like 50s or something. But the songs farthest from it, <laughs> farthest like is Bop to the Top also, was that a song for the show or did Sharpie and Ryan just write the song same with Breaking Free. Like, 
no one writes their own songs for a callback, but okay, work. Like, mm-hmm. right. Yeah. <laughs> Making you sing it. And I love, I mean, obviously the funniest part is that this whole movie is about a callback, um, yes. which listen, I, I, I do think that in high school I associated callbacks with like this amount of drama. I was making it out to be a bigger deal than it was, but that, that's not reality. That's just in my mind. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But I think you're right. I think it's like a Cole Porter mixed with Pasek and Paul kind of a thing, which is, <laughs> yes. I think is what Broadway needs, honestly. <laughs> yes. I would love to see a straight to TV movie musical of Twinkle Town. I just yes. want to know the story. The story, it it's very important for the story to be told. Yes. What if they did that in High School Musical, the series, and they ended up actually <laughs> doing that? They better. Movie? What else Wait, they have you watched? Have Have you watched the the TV show? It's everything that I I've, I've been meaning to start it. Oh my god. You will not regret it. And there's super short episodes. It is everything that you wanted. It's everything that I wanted High School Musical to be. And they Mm. fixed like everything with it. They made it literally kind of like Glee, but it's still appropriate for children Mm -hmm. and families. But it's definitely more raw and real. And they're dealing and they're dealing with like gay storylines and coming out and all of these things, identity and yeah, I think it's really, really well done. And it's like everything that you want High School Musical to be. Oh, hey, Kitty. Wellington. Um, guest star Wellington. Oh, <laughs> stunning. He's a cute little one. Oh, I, I, maybe I should watch it. The thing is, I don't, I don't love watching, like, I don't like rewatching old Disney shows. Like, I, I don't, in my free time, watch, like, Hannah Montana or iCarly. I know a lot of people who enjoy that. That's just not me. Um, but you're putting up a very good case for this show. It does sound mm-hmm. like. Oh, it's fresh. It feels very fresh. And it's oh, it's funny. fresh. <laughs> it's funny, honey. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's good. Okay, I'm convinced. Yes. And it's they're putting up the, the musical of High School Musical, right? That's what's happening. At the high school that it was filmed at. So like, they're like actual students at the high school. So it's it's very meta. And it's very <laughs> much like, they are like kind of replicating those characters in their lives a little bit. And like the people who play Troy and Gabriella end up like falling in love with each other. But then there's like mm-hmm. some, a villain character, the two villains that are kind of like the Sharpay and Ryan are trying to low key get the leads and work their way to that. And they're playing Sharpay and Ryan in the show, but they want to play. And they're the understudies for Troy and Gabriella. It's very meta. Yeah. <laughs> it's too much. Um, did you watch that episode of The Sweet Life of Zach and Cody where they also put on High School Musical? Oh, yes. And it, is that the one with Floss in it? Yes, that- yes, 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 yes. That's <laughs> a bop. That's my a favorite bop. part of that episode is when the director tells Ashley Tisdale's character Sorry, you just don't look enough like yeah, Sharpay. Yeah, I don't see it. They're like, I don't <laughs> yeah. see it for you. Mm, no. <laughs> it's too good. I love that. And Disney Channel could just do that. They took the shows. Yeah. And that's how we got these iconic crossovers, like the Sweet mm-hmm. Life. That's so Sweet Life of Hannah Montana. Is that the one? Yup. They don't do it like that anymore. They don't. They don't. But I wonder if- Descendants, I guess, is keeping some legacy alive. So that's good. I no, will true. say, I, I tried not to... Not tried not to like it, but I went in with such low expectations and I actually do like those movies a lot. <laughs> yeah, I've been forced to watch that many a time. I try not to be cranky about it because like, it's just a kid's, it's a kid's movie. But um, yeah. I wonder if they show the series on Disney Channel because it's it's obvious, in my mind it's on Disney Plus. Um, but I wonder because, you know, 
back in 2006, they did not want to make an explicitly gay character in this movie. It was on Disney Channel. Mm-hmm. I get it. It was 2006. Like, not happy about it, but are we surprised? Um, Disney today, though, like I'm thinking about Beauty and the Beast, the live action remake, and how like of an uh, how much of an uproar there was because LeFou was like implied that he was gay. Um, and that was like in theaters. Mm. And so that was like a big deal that, and you know, Disney was trying to avoid that. But now I guess like two years later, they're okay with doing it, but just on Disney plus, like, I wonder what the logic is now about like when they think it's okay to include, include queer characters and when it's not, I don't get it. Yeah, me neither. <clears throat> and I think honestly with, with what they were trying to do with the series is they're trying to make it like, more teen friendly and it is a little bit more mature than anything mm-hmm. that they would have on Disney Channel really but you're right I think part of the uproar is if you don't develop a character and don't develop their gayness into their character and it feels just like a grab like oop LeFou's gay and you just like get a little haha at the end mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. more annoying there because it feels like representation or tokenization for the sake of it versus yeah. mm-hmm. like actually developing and telling a story so Disney, yeah. if they're going to do that in the future, especially with films in theaters, then they need to just commit to it, I think, and make mm-hmm. people actually care about that character's journey. 100%. I know um, in some movies, when they have little throwaway scenes where they have a gay character, like um, in Avengers, they had a very quick scene where they had a guy talking about his husband and then the LeFou scene. They have these very short scenes so they can cut them out and then mm. have them in like anti-gay countries and stuff. And that's why they had like the feminist girl boss scene and uh, in Avengers Endgame when they had all the women fighting together. They had it all compact into that one scene so they could just boop. And then, and then they took it that out? I'm, pre- I'm like 95% sure they did, yeah. In like what country just, do you think it would be that they wouldn't be um, I don't know, just like... Because uh, Disney has so many like overseas audiences that are yeah. just like literally have anti-gay legislation mm-hmm. and like anti-woman oh. legislation to the point where like this movie wouldn't fly. Because already these movies are being for these five second scenes, they're being um, boycotted in the yeah, South. Yeah. So like if they showed up in like in certain countries, it'd be a little more than a boycott. That yeah. is wild. I didn't know that. Yeah. And I, you know, I was doing some, I was looking up some stuff, doing some research and people obviously right wing sort of like publications were responding to High School Musical, the series and calling it like liberal propaganda because they include a gay character. And I just, I don't know when they're going to understand that. Like, I know plenty of, not no, thankfully, but I know of plenty of gay people who are happily conservative and super right wing and Mm. don't Mm -hmm. give a shit about equal rights. So it's, it's so interesting when people want to like, claim queerness is like a political thing and when it's not because obviously it's not it's just like a thing um and it's so strange and i can't believe that they would take out a scene of women in in, in avengers but i guess I'm that's like, wild yeah. and disney's like such a big conglomerate i guess they cater to so many different countries and so many different populations i'm thinking of like gina transphobe whatever her last name is right um where right. they took i don't know if you know this jj they are, have you seen the mandalorian no, I haven't. <sighs> okay, fine. Um, <laughs> you should watch it. Um, she, there's this character and she's like a, a bounty hunter woman and the actress is like an ex-MMA fighter and she is very conservative and has made a lot of transphobic comments. Um, <clears throat> Disney had not fired her or gotten rid of her for those comments, 
but they fired her recently because she made a comparison between like being conservative and being Jewish in Nazi Germany. And that was the final straw. So Disney did not renew her contract and people are fuming. I still see on like posts that Disney post, people are like, I used to support you. And then you fired this woman that literally no one cares about. Um, but they're yeah. like using it as an issue. And Disney, like, I don't know why people are, are upholding it as like this, this, uh, I don't know, the pinnacle of like culture and, and political sort of awareness. It's, it's just, a it's a company like I don't I don't understand also wait so was she like the lead of the, the tv show she was, was a like a, part. a side character I, yeah definitely like the <clears throat> main side character I'd say like of all these little buddy friends the gag is you can't boycott Disney if you're gonna boycott Disney mama you have to boycott ESPN you have to boycott Hulu Marvel like Disney Disney Channel all, like they own everything ABC <laughs> like every, yeah. Star Wars like everything yeah. Yeah, people are too lazy. So they just pick these issues that they're upset about. Obviously, mm -hmm. they're still going to watch, like, go to Disney World. Um, right. People are upset about wearing masks at Disney World. And it's this it's this idea that Disney's, like, family values. Um, and it's like, what the fuck is a family value? Like, not mm. being, like, it's just sort of like, it exists in this amorphous zone of, like, you can't talk about anything remotely political. And that's why I'm glad about this series that, it's sort of a step in the direction of, of making queerness not political because mm -hmm. it's, it, it isn't. And, and we should be shown these stories um, so that whether you're conservative or you're liberal, like you're accepting that queerness is something that we accept and we live with. And, and you know, it's just like a part of society. So I'm glad And about showing that. how it can be a healthy thing. Like it's so refreshing to see characters have successful gay lives and get to date someone and is unproblematic and it's just like they're existing in the world like we do versus having mm -hmm. to overcome which is a big part of most of our lives but yeah. you don't need to see the struggle all the time you know that's mm -hmm. like one of the biggest deterrents from people coming out in the first place is seeing all of the struggle that gay people go through and it's like oh well then i can't ever be myself and be honest so yeah exactly which is a great segue into what i think is a, the most iconic song. B, a very interesting point and, and definitely like the, the, the theme or the main message of this movie is like stick to the status quo. There is this idea, clearly this movie wants you to think in this universe that you have to do one single thing. And if you do anything else, you are exiled um, and it's not okay. Um, and it started over a musical, which I think is funny. I think I, I love that everything is like, is, is starting because of a musical because that never happens in, in real life. Mm. Um, but it's, it's really important. And I'm like, this doesn't happen to that effect. I don't know if, have you guys experienced that where you like couldn't do something because you did something else? Um, I honestly, no, <laughs> in high school. So I went, okay. just for context, I went to a really small, uh, conservative Christian high school, 200 people, but, but total. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Love. Yeah. Vibes. So okay. because of that, I <laughs> was able to be a part of everything. So I literally was on the worship team. Oh, closeted fully, by the way, all high school. I just didn't, <laughs> I literally compartmentalized. Boop. I was like, we'll, we'll deal with that after we graduate. Mm. Um, which I did. <laughs> and so um, <laughs> have you? I couldn't, I couldn't tell. Okay. <laughs> we dabble, we dabble. Um, but yeah, so I was the head of my worship team and did that every single week. I was in choir 
and was one of the choir leaders of our uh, organization, beta club president, student government, student council, I should say, mm. um, in the musicals, I think I said in choir, on the varsity soccer team. Uh, I did like literally everything. And so, so what you're telling me is you're Rachel Berry. I'm Rachel Berry. I am I the Troy it. Bolton of Coastal <laughs> Christian High School. No, but like, it really did feel that way. But I will say, I actually think more and more as years goes on, as years go on, the pressure that is put on kids applying to colleges now, if you don't have a specialty and you're not like in the top 5% of that one specialty, mm. it's over. And like, I genuinely would not have gotten into the musical theater program I went to. I went to Elon in North Carolina, great, great musical theater school. Mm-hmm. I would not have gotten in now because I was crunchy and did not know what I was doing. And like, you are expected to be an expert before you get into college or for sports or whatever and and get these huge scholarships. And I actually think people are deterred more now than ever from doing many things. And they're like, I can only do this one specific thing. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't know, what do you guys think about that? No, I I totally agree. Um, You know, it's sort of, I, I think it's clear that they want you to excel in one thing specifically. I think, I mean, we went to high school, um, we graduated in 2016. So mm-hmm. we still were at the time where it was encouraged to do a lot of things. I think we were encouraged to do a lot of things, but now yeah. what I'm seeing is, you know, I, I was a tour guide at my school and I like got a glimpse of what admissions thinks. And, and they're basically saying like, you, what they really care about is seeing that exactly what you're saying. You are excelling or, or at least the top of your game or have a leadership position in one specific thing, um, which is, which makes sense. Like that's what life is. Life is you're doing mainly one thing really well, but you can also do a lot of other things. Um, Mm -hmm. But still it's sort of like pigeonholing people, I guess. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't know. Um, That's very curious. But but in this movie, um, what I was thinking about is, in real life, I don't think this social pressure, like I think you're right in that there's like a collegiate sort of academic pressure to do one thing, but in terms of social pressure that didn't really exist except in a very specific way, which in my experience was like in, in as it relates to masculinity, like you shouldn't do certain things because it's sort of demasculating or because that means you're queer. Like that was my experience that I had to overcome wanting to do musicals was like, I wasn't out and I was told and assumed and whatever that I was queer, they were right. Um, but you know, it, it sort of was like this fear that we were all told like, oh, if you do this thing, like, oh, you're gay. And so I think it, it doesn't happen in, in general, but I think in very specific ways it does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And I, um, I specifically in my high school, the theater, um, productions were not very good and so I honestly I did mostly community theater with adults because I was like these are the ones who are taking it a little bit more seriously Mm -hmm. and so I actually didn't do a ton of shows at school but I will say between that and also choir at school I would specifically remember like certain guys who were like on the basketball team or like on you know I I, I, I was a little I was the Sharpay like mm. I definitely, I was never a villain in in terms of sabotaging someone, but I was always pissed <laughs> <Thank God. laughs> when someone when someone would come in and be like, think that they're all that and that they're so brave. Oh my God, you are so brave for being a straight man doing the show. Like get over yourself. And that's oh, what I have an issue God. with. And mm-hmm. we still worship the Troy Boltons of the world. And I actually think 
the character Troy Bolton is a super dope person. I He doesn't trigger me. He was my sexual awakening mama. We love him. Um, but like, I yeah, I always had an issue with that. And people like a lot of the straight guys would like be, be like forced into doing the school production or choir. And then I'd be in the tenor section having to literally teach these boys how to sing. And I was like, I'm over this. Like y'all don't care. And like, mm-hmm. you're asking me to like, teach all of you and like yeah. this is what I do and I take it seriously and you just like shit on it yeah Yum. there was a show I can't remember what the show was oh god it's escaping me but it was it was that it was like a straight guy came in and sang one thing and everyone was like oh my god you're the lead and then the gay character was told he was too gay I can't remember but that happens at our high school oh my god we had we had numerous um straight mm-hmm. athletes who like came in a little friend group little friend group which was weird at the time we were like do you know where you are like do you <laughs> yeah we were like, are you lost wait. like stay but why yeah <laughs> let me look at you but and, why are you here um yeah and, and because honestly some of the roles crazy. would have been uh, like because they played all of like the hot boys and legally blonde so like there's no way any of the any of the fruity boys from my <laughs> high school would have done a realistic job of that but <laughs> um, it was fun having yeah. them around a little, a little inside window to the straight world. Yeah. You know, it spice things up. Um, mm-hmm. But, but I, I mean, that's a problem in, and, and it's perpetuated in, I think the, the business a little bit. Um, I think straight men in musical theater specifically are held to a different standard than queer men, um, mm-hmm. which is a shame because what that's doing is it's basically encouraging queer men to, present super mask and straight and um it's sort of like reproducing very harmful stereotypes in a community that's supposed to be very queer and liberal and accepting which i hate yeah the whole conversation around like straight men get i mean i'm sure you've talked about it in your lives or on this podcast maybe but straight men getting praised and getting oscar noms and all those things for playing a trans person or a gay person or queer person and it's like you you don't know, like you don't know mm-hmm. any of that journey. But yeah. um, also I, I do think if you shut everyone out of playing everything and beyond imagination, then they can start saying, well, gay people can't play straight roles and ended up, but like mama, we still played straight at, at, at some point or another in our lives too. We have that so, experience. No, that exactly. Experience. I, I am very anti straight people playing queer roles. And I think it doesn't come, people like boil it down to, well, if you can't play X, then why can't we play Y? Exactly as you said. But I think for for me, it comes down to like an experience of marginalization. Like that's a very specific thing. And like, yeah, I think perhaps it's, if you're uh, an actor, you can play someone who's a chef, but that's different than an experience (laughs) of marginalization. Mm-hmm. Um, that I think That's is very so specific. True. Like, I hate, I will not support Call Me By Your Name. I don't like that movie. I fell asleep. But what makes me upset about it is that these actors were really praised um, for their performances. Um, and honestly, I thought it was a very, I mean, it's a beautiful piece and a point of view and I appreciate it, but um, it's, it's sort of like shallow in that respect. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's shows like Pose where there's actual yeah. trans people playing roles that are trans and doing amazing so life-changing good. work yeah um and they are not getting the same accolades or or attention yeah because when you have a straight man in a wig playing a trans woman that's what they're gonna think trans people are just a man in a yeah. wig and that's yeah. why we're getting killed in the street 
mm-hmm. and, and and men can admit to being attracted to us, et cetera, et cetera, because this social idea is being pushed by these movies. And it's very upsetting. Yeah, it's, it's just a shame, um, which is why, you know, I'm glad that representation is moving in the direction that it is because it seems like people are becoming more aware of these things and how exactly as you were saying, Liliana, like even if the thing itself is just a movie or just a play or just a whatever, like it still it has effects outside of the movie and to pretend that it doesn't is so, so idiotic. Um, and people need to see some of those stories. And I know that like people were boycotting the prom because of James Corden. I'm not going to boycott it. A lot of my friends, one of, one of my friends, Joe Ellen was the lead girl in it. And, um, um, she's and so she's talented. queer. And so is Ariana who played opposite. And that movie, I mean, these stories need to be told. Like I yeah. just like, Oh God, it's, it really, I haven't cried at something that hard in so long. And it was mm-hmm. healing for me to watch that with my parents too. Like, mm-hmm. It was like beautiful. Oh, you so, your parents. Oh, so I know nice. it was, it was really yeah. beautiful. So anyway, but I, I agree. Representation matters so much. And exactly what you said. It's like, it's different when it's marginalized people that you're like, can we actually just tell her mm-hmm. on that? Can we just do this ourselves? Like, yeah. Because the experience well, is, is unique to people and you can, you can see the difference when someone brings that to the role, 100%. The prom was especially interesting for me and I'm sure and I'm sure for Daniel as well because we grew up in a rather liberal high school. Ish. Liberal-ish. And like, especially- <laughs> Liberal adjacent. Idea, liberal adjacent. Liberal okay. adjacent. Yeah. And especially this idea of the prom because at our prom, I was the prom queen and- a trans man was the prom king. So it was just like, that's amazing. And then when I heard the story of the prom, I was like, oh, that's, that's unrealistic. And then I hear these actual stories like from now of like people in like these flyover states getting discriminated against Wait, in their high schools. I saw today, um, mm-hmm. sorry to interrupt. So, so oh God, don't worry, but don't I, worry. I just saw today, this guy um, just got fired from his job thank God, because he was harassing this kid at prom. It was uh, a gay couple, two boys. And one of the boys was wearing a dress and they were like at a hotel or something. Yeah. Um, and he was like verbally harassing these children, like these these teenagers um, and like insulting him and whatever. And they got in a huge fight and he got fired. Thank God. Um, but of yeah. course, that's yeah. still happening all the time. It's and it's and the boy, how upsetting, like he had the confidence mm-hmm. and the and the the insight and bravery to wear a dress because that's what he wanted to do and he felt good in it and then to have someone say that is just so heartbreaking it makes me so upset thank god he was fired like justice was served um yeah justice was served but you know this movie um to pivot i i'm always really bad at that but you know this movie i think in that respect was super important because perhaps it didn't have implicit queerness in it but i think what it did well is it showcased like the joy of performing, the joy of like expressing yourself. Like that's what I took away from it this time is when I was watching the start of something new, um, I did get like a little, I didn't cry, which I, I do a lot, but I, I did get like choked up because everyone was like celebrating these two people who sort of were uncomfortable and nervous and, and found something that they loved and found like a way to express themselves. And I think that is the best part of this movie. And, and, something that carries over to now and it holds up 15 years later. I agree. I love it. And, and like seeing people come and like step into their power as, and I know like 
singing and performing is like really, really vulnerable. And mm-hmm. high schoolers especially are so underdeveloped and that like emotionally yeah. like we are. And so um, yeah, it's really scary. But I do agree that the exaggeration of like, you are a band person, so you can't do this or you're a skater, so you can't play the cello, I think is super <laughs> over-exaggerated. But <laughs> when it comes to theater and dance and music, boys are still there are still so few boys that are allowed to take ballet classes or are encouraged to, to mm-hmm. take dance or do shows because they're, they all think their kids are going to end up gay. And it's like, mama, if someone's going to end up gay, they're going to end up gay. Mm-hmm, Theater right. doesn't make you gay. Yeah. <laughs> like it's yeah. so ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, and I was one of those kids. Like, I don't think my, because my mom wanted me to do dance when I was young, but my dad didn't. I don't think it was because they didn't want me to turn out to be gay. Although perhaps um, I think it was more like, well they were right um I think it was more like the fear of bullying like the fear that if I went to go and do dance and like I was proud of that or happy like I would be bullied um and that's why Troy I agree with what you said JJ like he's he's a great guy and I think in that respect I'm glad that he was sort of the lead the the point of view in this film because it showed that like performance is for anyone um and you don't have to be a gay man you don't have to be a diva to enjoy it it's like it really is just like it touches everyone in in their own way so i really i like that and i'm i'm happy that they had like this straight basketball player just do it because i think in that respect it's it's sort of groundbreaking i don't think we see that a lot in in media so not stuck with me um all right so we are we're coming near the end i just have some questions about what you um mainly that sounded that sounded serious it, it's not that serious. <laughs> um what <laughs> after saying this question what character would you want to be from high school musical oh sharpay for sure <laughs> down <laughs> also I, I realized in the first movie chad and uh oh taylor don't okay. sing at all. They don't do anything, but they're both, you see in the later movies, specifically Corbin Blue, Mama, Broadway star. Like, yeah, he's yeah. Talented. Uh-huh. They underutilized them. Anyway. They did. They really mm-hmm. did. Um, yeah, and thank God he does that that iconic number with Ryan in the second movie. What is it? I don't dance. Mm-hmm. I don't dance. And you notice the TikTok trend where they talk about <gasps> them swapping clothes and you're like, ah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Subtle, <laughs> subtle, subtle. Um, yeah, I asked that question. Mm-hmm. I figured you were going to say Sharpay. I, I didn't want to stereotype, but um, oh, I think it's probably I Sharpay <laughs> for me too, or Kelsey. I kind of love her. Mm-hmm. She's sweet. She's a sweetheart. How are you, Liliana? Um, and Sharpay for me because oh. <laughs> who doesn't want to be who doesn't want to be belting fabulous? I mean, come mm. on, absolutely. Also, getting to climb a ladder, singing Bob to the top <laughs> with oh a Britney mic, very similar to what you're wearing we, now. The we sparkly... called them Britney mics in high school too. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that was that's so funny. The sparkly mic. Um, speaking of, what is your favorite mm-hmm. song? What is your favorite song? Oh man. I mean, I will say when I was watching it, we're all in this together, honestly made me emotional. I was like, wait, this is beautiful. Um, mm-hmm. So I guess I would say that, but but just to like bop to and listen, it's what I've been looking for. Ryan and Sharpay's version was always my favorite for some reason. Um, that's a good one. No, we're all in this together is, is I agree. Like, just to see all these characters who like had different aims and, and even Sharpay who was like, 
you would expect to be like very mad. She's just like there jamming. She's having a good time. She got over it. I love they that. They really skimmed over. Like they really just were like, okay, we're just going to resolve and wrap this up. They had no arc of like her redeeming herself. It's just like, okay, well, break a leg guys. We're on. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. She should have, she should have like done Bob to the dot, but like she cracked or something. And then she like, <gasps> she had some humility. I think that would have been Dag. better. That would have been better. But we're all together. I think that's my second favorite, but the choreo. I was watching it last night and I was like, I know all of this choreo somehow. Um, I've never done it. I've never been in the show. It's just, I know it all. Um, what's your favorite song, Eliana? Um, Status Quo. I think uh, mm. such a bop. I love Sharpay's part. I love that they all have, because it's so camp. Like, so obviously you going. can, you can play the cello. And like, obviously you can bake. And like that one, the nerd girl who like, what? She, like, she just, hip-hop, she just hip-hop dancing. Miss girl, nobody's gonna care. Nobody's gonna <laughs> and care. now she's a TikTok queen. And she like she comes to my videos. Love her, Casey Stroh. Oh my God, oh, writing that down right now. And she I like dances that. still on TikTok and like does all these fun dances. Uh, that is so, so she's funny. still pop locking and jamming and breaking. I love that. And all I thought about last night watching that song, I was like, how brave they're coming out as a dancer <laughs> right. coming out as a chef coming out <laughs> it was i mean they had to declare it i guess um mm-hmm. i think my favorite song is bop to the top hands down um bop, bop, bop. bop to the top so um <laughs> we're 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 near the end um mm-hmm. jj Thank you so much for coming on. This was such a joy. It's a pleasure to talk to you. Um, and it's always so great when I see you all over my For You page um, mm-hmm. because you're, you are bringing it. Um, is there anything you would like to plug or shout out or promote or, or anything? Ooh, do I want to plug anything? I mean, you can follow me on social media at JJ Neiman. Honestly, similarly to High School Musical, the story, I feel like somehow... The theater community is growing on TikTok and online. People who have always thought it was kind of weird. And that's the thing. I feel like I'm in this part and this phase of my life where I'm embracing the cringe. High School Musical is cringy. So are some of my TikToks. And if people don't like musicals or don't get it, they're not going to like get my jokes. They're not going to think it's funny. But I think that's like a beautiful thing with social media now is that everyone has their own niches and you just like do your own thing and put yourself out there. So anyway, if you love High School Musical and love embracing the cringe of theater, <laughs> then yes. follow me. On That's a great Instagram. plug. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. You'd be your new bio. Um, no, and you're right. TikTok is like, <laughs> what I love about it is like, people are acting, people are dancing, people are singing all over it. It's like a musical in and of itself. You scroll on TikTok, it's a oh, musical. Yeah. And those <laughs> little dance videos are way cringier than anything that I would post sometimes. Like some of the things I see, I'm like, oh, couldn't be me as a high schooler, but they're doing it and I'm here for they're, it. They're brave. They are brave. brave. I would I would be yeah. scared to put that on the internet at age 16. Um, mm-hmm. Thank God Vine was deleted. That's all I'll say. <laughs> um, but um, it was such a pleasure uh, talking with you. Um, thank you so much for coming on. And uh, everyone go follow him on TikTok and, and Instagram. He's very funny. Thank you um, for having me. Wasn't that just the best interview? Um, it was the best interview I've ever experienced in my entire life. He's actually so no, funny, and I love him. Like, I I want to go, like, get brunch with him or something. Oh, my God. Such a pleasure, such a joy to talk to. Everyone go follow him. He really, truly is hilarious. Um, and if you are at all mm-hmm. interested in musical theater, his content is magnifique. Um, so please go support mm-hmm. Um, But we have some final things to do about this movie mm-hmm. um first oh, and yes, foremost sir. most importantly 
um, we must rank the men. Um, and I believe Dan and I are on the same page. I think we are. There is one number one. Oh my God, Coach Bolton. Coach Bolton could do anything he wants to me. Um, ooh, he I, is. Ooh. He is a delf. He's definition textbook delf. Agreed. I and listeners will know this. I'm usually not into the dads, um, mm-hmm. but oh my god, Coach Bolton is thick. He has oh. that hair. He's tall. Stop. You can tell he would just knock you over in the bedroom, and I'm yeah. so into that. He, when I was watching this movie as a kid, I'm sure I was. I definitely was not interested in him. I mean, I would never have admitted to myself that I was attracted to a boy. Period. Um, mm-hmm. At that time, when I was like eight. But um, certainly I would not have been attracted to him. But, however, now, oh, my God. And he's – He is scrumptious. He has aged well. Let me uh, tell you. Because, Dan, didn't you just discover that he he sells cameos? He's on Cameo, and mm, we're going to try to get one. <laughs> Probably have a little surprise coming surprise. in store. Coach Bolton – Speak to the fans moment. Uh-huh. Um, uh, what are we going to have him say? We should ask people uh, what they want him to so say. so stupid because I feel like definitely stream Rainbow Rewatch for, sh- for clear skin. For clear skin. <laughs> um, <laughs> or maybe like if you watch this movie and you didn't turn out to be a fag, congratulations. I think he would say that. <laughs> <laughs> he would get canceled so quick. He is deli- – honestly um, – I want him to say some role play. Insert your name here. Yeah, I'm like I'm um, gonna I'm gonna place that cameo order because if you do it, you're gonna have him say some smut. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be like I'm gonna have him say Liliana. I want use me as your dilator. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you for can't those just of you know, um, fill the dolls in. Yeah. So when you, uh, well, I have a vagina. Um, surgically constructed, custom made, uh, Gorilla Grip, and <laughs> I have to do basically I have to do yoga for my vagina, and that includes sticking a rod inside of it. That's the best part of any yoga class is sticking oh, the rod inside. Period. <laughs> and then number two on our list is Chad, which is um, Corbin Blue. He's weird, weird character weird. name. If I'm being honest, he doesn't really look like a Chad. No, I think they were just like jock boy, but yeah. it's so interesting because Corbin Blue didn't really play him super like aggressive jock. Like when I think yeah. of a Chad, I think of incel Chad. Like in right, that, like in blonde, um, very strong bone structure, kind of a douchebag, very beefy. Yeah, mm-hmm. like where's a baseball cap backward? Uh, mm-hmm. He was kind of a dork though. He carried around a basketball the whole movie. Which basketball in kid. our basketball kid in our school. I won't call him out individually, but there's some people who carry around sports objects in their hands, and they were not the cool kids. I will just say and that. They got nicknames. They get- And not fun ones. <laughs> <laughs> we did. Liliana and I specifically bullied. Um, <laughs> um, but so he he's not perhaps the best character, but Corbin Blue is a cutie, and he also oh, yeah. aged so well. Corbin Blue from Jump In. Oh my god, is that Corbin Blue from Jumped In? <laughs> that and Vine, I miss Vine. I I love that Vine. So number three is Troy. Um, 
honestly, I don't think Zac Efron is that hot in any incarnation. Stop and I, I'm it. coming to terms with that. But I do agree with him being a number three. I think I he, think it's his eyes. I think he has very feminine eyes, and the rest of his face is like pretty mask. He should like, have like a time, shark face. He looks like a shark. <laughs> what? What do you mean? I mean, I, I don't agree. No, I don't. That's know. so funny. I think it's his like his face is very like wide, but not in uh-huh. like he doesn't have a wide face. I think it's his features are like almost like spread this way. Like someone took a took a cursor and like spread it out. Hammerhead um, shark realness. That's what I'm telling you. I have a secret talent, and it's um, telling people what animals they look like. What um, animals do I look like? I know. <sighs> we can question. come back to it. I'm I, honestly maybe it's just the cat ears, but it's, <laughs> it is. You are some sort of feline. I don't Thank know. You. I don't know what exactly. Maybe like a like a panther. Uh, ooh, which is a really good yeah. one. I normally, yeah. normally when I'm telling people they look like animals, it's, it's, it's like, an insult. Uh, it, it's an insult. I'm, <laughs> I'm like, you look like a fucking rat. Um, <laughs> like that guy who I told his dick to look like a dead snake. Anyway. <gasps> True. Um, Number four is Zeke. The baker. I, the baker. He's soft. He's sweet. He's friendly. He's unassuming and attractive. I'm mm-hmm. into him. Um, I'm still gagged that you said that you don't find Zac Efron attractive. I just have to go back to that He's for a just, I don't know. I mean, I really like his body now. I, li- I like his body now. I was going to say, if, you don't even like beefy Zac Efron? He's my I favorite. Like, right I now. love beefy. I love beefy from, like, from neck down. It's just, I, there's just something about his face. But I don't like that people are bullying him right now. That's so I know. mean. I know. Just right because now is... <laughs> we're in the midst basically right now of people of people bullying him because it looks like he got surgery i think i think he wasn't getting plastic surgery i think it was probably something else like yeah like just, wisdom teeth something denture related yeah or like related. jaw surgery um but people are fucking mean and it's not yeah. even just like i wonder what happened people are like he's disgusting he how dare he age how dare he look different than when he looked in High School Musical. He didn't owe you anything just because he was a heartthrob. I mean, come exactly. on. Exactly. And especially after he basically went on Ellen and was like, hi, I have body dysmorphia and basically probably an eating disorder. Um, and and Ellen was like, take your shirt off. Um, but then everyone <laughs> Ellen now is the so in- fucking stupid. <laughs> She's so stupid. She was basically objectifying him after he was like, I hate myself because of my body and the standards mm-hmm. I'm held to, um, which was such a great thing to say and, and very real and honest. Um, and yeah. now people are like body shaming him for a different reason. And I think it's because plastic surgery is seen as like you're allowed to poke fun at it because if you decide to get plastic surgery, like – you're an idiot and if it goes wrong like it's your fault like i think that's what people think um mm. but if like first of all he probably didn't get plastic surgery because if he yeah. did it would be very good plastic surgery and that would not have happened because he's, he's rich everybody he's rich. let's keep and, in mind and and it's not like it doesn't go bad like that like it doesn't like just happen to go bad like that and then why would he make a video showing his botched plastic surgery it's ridiculous but i hate the body shaming it, it it's yeah. honestly needs to stop um anyway number five on my list is that one basketball player who doesn't have a lot of lines but he does come back in the other movies i think his name is jason the one who like sort of has the thing with kelsey implied yeah yeah yeah, yeah. he's cute i he like him yeah. um and number six is ryan i'm not attracted to him sorry 
Ryan just sort of looks like um, a more femme version of Trouty Mouth Sam from Glee. <gasps> I remember the show that I talked about during the interview. It's Big Mouth. It's Big Wait, Mouth. Who? Andrew Rannell's character wants to get the lead, and Nick Nick gets the lead because he's straight, and the director's like, I don't believe that you could play straight, and so he gets like a side right. character. Right, I'm so glad right. that came back to me. Oh my I'm god, Trouty Mouth reminded you of the big Trouty of mouth. the big mouth. Of the big mouth. That's why. That, I was like, Trouty oh. Mouth. Trouty Mouth. Oh, and mouth. here we are, Naya Rivera, full circle. Oh. Wow, we are just the MCU of Rainbow Rewatch is really expanding. <laughs> um, the um, the Marvel Cinematic Universe of Rainbow Rewatch. <laughs> the, the canon. Like, next episode, we're going to talk about Naya Rivera again. And then in uh-huh. five episodes, she's going to come back. We're just, like, creating canon, honey. Um, yes, sir. Ma'am, what was a moment that made you queer or that just stuck with you from this film? Um... When I was a kid, I really liked, I liked everything Ashley Tisdale did. I really liked her in Sweet Life of San Cody, and I really liked her here. Um, we need to do Sweet Life, by the we way. We do. That's I'm thinking important. we save it for Halloween, and we do the Halloween episode. I love the Halloween episode. The best episode. Okay. Um, but I really like Sharpay. Um, and I think she's definitely a style influence for me now. Like, when I dress all, like, pink and cunt and everything, I feel like that's a moment. And I feel like a lot of other people have that experience. Tea. I feel like queer people latch on to these bitch characters. Like, like as we were saying during Mean Girls, like, Regina George, um, like, yeah. all all the plastics. I feel like that's just a vibe. I think it's the um, more, it's honestly, it's the bitch, and it's also, like, the outlandish expressiveness of it. Like, she's wearing pink, but also, like, leather with fur, and, like, yeah, a crown yeah, necklace, yeah. and sequin hats, and she, it's, it's, it's aspirational. Much. It's so funny. Um, but, yeah, definitely Trapay. I don't think I really, when I watched this as a kid, I don't think I really, I don't think I thought any of them were really that hot. No. You know I what agree. I mean? Because, like, all the... I, I must have been too young. Or maybe they just looked... I don't know. We were there was young. just we something, were like, like half-baked baked about these the appearance of these guys. Because I think they definitely made them look younger. Because I'm sure these people are kind of older, right? They were, like, 18. I think oh. Zac Efron and Vanessa Hudgens were, like, 18. That's pretty, that's pretty good aging, honestly. No, she... They did... My mom was watching it over my shoulder for most of the movie last night. She was mm-hmm. like, most of these kids actually look age-appropriate. Yeah. I was like, they did do. Um, what was a moment in this movie that made you queer? Thank you for asking. I would say the... I talked a little bit about this in the interview with JJ, but I think the expressiveness of it all and mm-hmm. the fact that performing wasn't, like, taboo or weird. It was, like, this This movie really celebrated performing, um, both in the plot and, like, the structure of the film. Like, the characters are all performing, all of them, even the ones who say that they hate performing, like Chad. Mm-hmm. Like, they're dancing. Um, so they sort of, like, in my mind, they sort of destigmatize performance. Um, and that's a very important thing for me as, as a queer person. It allowed me to, like find my voice and express myself. And it was always a place where I could feel authentic, even if I wasn't living authentically. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm really glad this movie celebrated that. I think that's, that's the thing that stuck with me the most. Um, before we wrap up, we have to rank mm-hmm. this movie. What would you give it out of 10? 
nostalgia plays a big factor as does like most of the movies we do yeah we need to we need to start watching movies that like we fucking hate <laughs> um uh i would give it like uh i would give it a seven maybe a 6.5 seven um i'm right there with you i agree because like it's kind of just like it's just a movie there's nothing crazy about it I Sharpay and Ryan are the saving graces of this movie. So I, I, you know what? I'll give it a Ryan. I'll give it a closeted <laughs> musical theater gay. Musical yeah. theater gay with a horrible sense of fashion. Yeah, I love it. Um, yeah, I agree. If I was to judge this movie now, it would be like, like, like if I'm taking it objectively, like it's like a four. It's not great. Yeah, but the music knocks it up a few points. The music, yeah, is, for sure iconic it's actually good i enjoy mm-hmm. it um and nostalgia kicks it up another point as well so that's why it's around like a same same area like six or seven for me um yeah. it's super super nostalgic i mean this whole series i remember watching all the time i remember seeing high school musical three in theaters um like i was in it um and we grew up at the perfect time i mean we we came yeah. out when we were like eight um so yeah. we were like the demographic so it stuck with us um and even though the movie in itself is stupid and like ridiculous and doesn't make much sense, um, which are things that normally take away points for me, um, mm-hmm. the nostalgia and the the iconotry, the iconotry, <laughs> the iconotry of it all, <laughs> the iconotry mm-hmm. of it all bumps it up. So I'm with you like a seven. Yeah, um, but Amazing. that's it. We've reached the end. Um, um, I love you all, and I want to tuck you all in at night, every single night, and I want to give you little kisses. And I'll bring my cat, and he'll probably lick you. He'll probably go under your covers. He'll probably lick your toes because he loves licking toes. He's really gross like that. Um, he's a feet and guy. <laughs> he's a feet guy. And his tongue, but then if I hate you, I'll also make lunch and lick you because his tongue feels like a thousand little daggers, <laughs> and it hurts. So Wow, you're a poet tonight. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm just really like feeling my fantasy. <laughs> His tongue is like a thousand little daggers that stab you <laughs> when he touches you with his little licky tongue. Um, oh, I'm agreeing. God. I would also tuck mm-hmm. everyone in. Um, and if you enjoyed, please give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. I know we say it every time, but if you haven't given us one yet, it really helps. Mm-hmm. Um, Where we, we need to keep pushing forward and bringing our um our queer sort of uh poison to more listeners oh, we need to poison yeah. the children um so and please please give us a review and give us five stars even if only. you listen on spotify just just close the app go over to a different app if you have a single apple device you have <laughs> apple podcasts so yeah. please give us a review if you say something funny maybe we'll read it if it's that funny this is a challenge <gasps> if you say something funny yeah. and it's that funny i don't care what it is it, mm-hmm. it just has to be funny um, we will read it out loud and yeah. um, we will give us your at. We'll, we'll, we'll tell the people to go to your social media so they can follow yeah. you for even more fun content. But if you have a movie recommendation, put it there. Um, mm-hmm. We're also on uh, Instagram and TikTok at Rainbow Rewatch. We're also at Twitter, the same name, but we don't use it very much. Um, mm-hmm. We have a lot of fun and we love, seriously love engaging with everyone. We do polls on our Instagram. We, we chat. Um, I respond to every comment on our TikTok. It's honestly a disease. I need to stop. Um, but Some <laughs> so, people leave so, stupid. You y'all leave stupid comments. Somebody commented some today. What movie is this? And yeah, I, I, I had Freaky Friday in bold letters. 
<laughs> I saw that. And someone responded like with the smiley face and like a knife emoji. I was like, <laughs> that's the one. Um, <laughs> um, but we have fun. Um, yeah. And truly, um, go support JJ. Give him a follow. Um, he's a star. Um, and we were so lucky to talk to him. Um, but this was such a joyous episode. Love doing musical theater stuff. Love doing High School Musical, Disney mm-hmm. Channel. This is where I thrive. Mm-hmm. Um, I love you. Just so you know, since you. We're, we're on Zoom right now, um, because we had a guest, um, I'm no longer wearing pants. I've gradually <sighs> taken my pants off. Wait, are you wearing undies? So I'm sort of like doing <laughs> half on half. You know when you put your underwear like under your butt, just like give it like a little hammock? That's what I'm doing right now. Yeah. Okay. So so like it's like a my jock moment. No, You're a makeshift jock. Um. No. It's like here's my butt. And my underwear is like sitting right beneath it. Like my butt's fully exposed is what I'm saying right now. And your schlong, but your schlong is contained. It's contained. I'm doing like a half up, half down sort of Oh, movement. I love that. An I updo? <laughs> the original updo. Uh-huh. <laughs> Just wanted to give you all that lovely image. Yeah. Um, but love you so much, baby. Love you so much. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>